Good evening. I hope you're enjoying the Christmas season and have found some time to enjoy it with your family. When you're watching this, Lydia and I will be in North Carolina visiting my parents. So thank you for allowing us to take some time off to travel during the holiday season. For many of you, I'm sure that you have shifted your focus from Christmas to New Year's. In just a couple of days, we'll be saying goodbye to 2023 and hello to 2024. And with that comes a lot of reflection. That I accomplished what I wanted to do last year. Was 2023 the year I expected it to be? Regardless of what happened last year, it is always good practice to look ahead. And as you begin planning out your New Year's resolutions, allow me to offer you some spiritual ones to add to your list. In the book of 1 Timothy, there's a section of scripture that, you, that will encourage you and help you to keep your priorities straight as you move into the new season. Tonight, I want to read that section of scripture with you and offer a challenge for you and your family for 2024. Open your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. It says, If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Now to understand what we're reading, you need to understand in the book of 1 Timothy, it was not the book of 1 Timothy was written by Paul, who was writing to Timothy, a leader of a church that Paul helped start. Paul is encouraging a young leader in the faith and is challenging him to be a good servant of Christ Jesus. How can Timothy be a good servant? By putting these things before his brothers, meaning teaching the people of his church the truth of Jesus Christ, not being afraid to go countercultural with his message. See, Paul's message was dedicated at, directed at Timothy, but its true audience was the people that Timothy led. Paul was instructing Timothy so that he could lead his people well. And as Paul continues, his, he gives clear instruction on how to keep the people's priorities straight, something that I think we can all learn from today. Paul continues in verse 7, where it says, Have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourselves for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive, because we have our hopes set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. So how do we stay on the straight path? First thing is we have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. There's a lot of things out there that can distract us even things other believers say. We must be very careful that we do not fall into the trap of irreverent distractions that keep us from focusing on what is important. And the best way to do this is to train ourselves in godliness. Did you know that 48% of people say that their New Year's resolution is to prove their physical health? In our modern society, physical health is very important. And in ancient Greece and Rome, it was an obsession. These cultures idolize the physical body. That is why Paul mentions it to Timothy here. Paul is trying to communicate that in the world that obsesses over their physical health, encourage your flock to obsess over their spiritual health. And this is my encouragement to you. Should we all strive to be healthier? Of course. In fact, living a healthy lifestyle is a biblical practice. But what I am encouraging you to do is to look at the things you prioritize and ask the question, is this going to matter in eternity? 
There's only one thing that you will take with you when you pass from this world to the next. That's not your money or your body. So when you're planning out your New Year's resolutions, try prioritizing your spiritual health above the earthly, temporary things we normally obsess over. Paul continues in verse 11 with some important final thoughts that I also want to share with you this evening. Verse 11 says, Command and teach these things. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the spirit, the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid hands on you. Practice these things, immerse yourselves within them, so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by doing so, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. It is believed that Timothy was about 30 when he began leading his church. His youth left him vulnerable to criticism based on the general stereotypes of his age. This is why Paul emphasizes that Timothy set the right example. To be an encouragement to all of those who are young. To lead the change needed in a broken generation. See, I believe that we all have a lot to learn from Timothy. Paul specifically is encouraging him to set the example to other believers. Not just to the lost, but to those around him who profess the same faith he does. We here at Refinery Church, we're only a year old. We are a small body of believers building our identity in the local community. See, oftentimes Lydia and I sit and dream about what Refinery could one day be. The impact we can make in Ortonville. The lives that could change by us existing in this community. But can I tell you a secret? None of that will happen if we do not build our foundation first and foremost on Christ, but then also on the things that Christ commanded. If we are not living the way that Paul encouraged Timothy to live, then we are not doing the kingdom any good. As I look forward to 2024, I want to invite you to live into the words of Paul. Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Set the example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Do the work now to make the real impact in your families, in your church, in the lives of those around you who are in need of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Imagine what this church can do. Imagine all the things that you wish we could accomplish in our communities. Dream with me of what you want your church to become. All of that starts now. We are building something much bigger than you and I. Something that will hopefully outlive us all. Something that will help make the kingdom of God that much bigger. I'm not promising that anything I have said will be easy. But what I am promising is that when you look back at what all that God has done when we were faithful to Him, we will never be disappointed in the process it took to get there. I hope you are all enjoying this time with family and friends. Thank you again for allowing Lydia and I to have this week off. We're excited to be back with you next week as we begin a new series in the book of Malachi. We're looking forward to seeing you all. God bless.